Hi. Welcome to Danny Rare's blog. Definition of work changes. Definitions evolve. It's not always because things change. It's how we think that changes through development, new ideas, innovation, and sociocultural norms, troubling in some cases whether they're fact-based or not. With that, sorry flat earthers, but earth is round. Then again, flat earther is incredulously a defined term. It's a person who believes that the planet earth is flat. I drank milk as a kid. Milk was milk. But just the other day, The U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced draft recommendations for industry on the naming of plant-based foods that are marketed and sold as alternatives to milk. Some of these plant-based alternative milks are delicious and nutritious. Instant coffee used to be a simple, convenient way to create brewed coffee by adding hot water. Since Blue Bottle Coffee released its Kraft Instant Coffee last year, now instant coffee can mean instant espresso a different brew method with a vastly different taste profile. Those examples are analogous to today's definition of work. It's more differentiated now than ever before, and that's because we think of work in very different ways. What is work? Merriam-Webster.com defines work in part as, and quote, activity that a person engages in regularly to earn a livelihood, one's place of employment, end quote. The key words there are engages, earn, livelihood, and employment. Engagement correlates directly with taking part in something. Earning denotes effort in exchange for something. Livelihood is exactly as it comes across, translating to living. Employment connotes someone else's choice to have you engage their organization in exchange for earning and living. Some questions still. What makes for honest work? How does work fit into our other occupation as human beings? Are the words work, profession, and the like synonyms, or have they delineated into isolated terms? Specifically, what is a dedicated professional versus one who simply works? These questions have been playing in my head over the past week or so, like an orchestra. I've been trying to pick apart the different ideated notes and instrumental thinking from which they originate. Talking about work. What spawned my rethinking of work was a conversation. A fellow employee told me, paraphrased, quote, we have to work, so why not work on our own terms, end quote. When I asked what that meant to him, he replied, again paraphrased, quote, I want to leave work whenever I want. Take a day off whenever I want, and, as I had done for the past year, take a leave of absence with a job to return to when I feel like returning, end quote. Without passing judgment, it seems he wants control in place of the control employers have traditionally held, and in many cases leveraged against us as employees. Employee versus employer. Taking control makes sense for the employee, but what about its implications for the employer? Research indicates that an organization that offers its employees a purpose equates to a quantifiably more successful business, for example, revenues and morale, etc. That purpose has everything to do with why the organization exists. 
we as employees relate and thereby engage the employment in such a way that makes earning and livelihood more closely tied. This is one of the fundamental alignment lessons in the study of business strategy and organizational behavior. The above-referenced coworker has inverted the notion of business fundamentalism. It's creative, to say the least, that from a business with an impassioned property of purpose could come this idea of relegating its existence as secondary. Furthermore, the organization would then precipitate the construct of an employee-first focus followed by whatever it is that the business intends to do. In other words, purpose. Is the elemental design of the employer neither its purpose, mission, vision, nor values, but instead the wants of its employees? Again, how does this make sense for the employer? Is there a safe compromise? According to Fisher and Yuri's book on negotiating, Getting to Yes, quote, quote, The method of principled negotiation developed at the Harvard Negotiation Project is to decide issues on their merits rather than through a haggling process focused on what each side says it will and won't do, end quote. Are we in dangerous territory when the employee takes on more control over the fundamental existence of the business practices than the business itself? What then defines work? My thoughts, modeling work. I'm not taking sides here, although I don't agree here too with my coworker. So far, his is a completely different perspective than my own. So how could I not be intrigued? I can't wait to learn more from him. Maybe I could do with a new definition. That, for a strategist, is really exciting. Models allow us to comprehend what's around us. A word for this is worldview. Its parameters are the virtual boundaries of experience, knowledge, and, with them, expectation that eventually form some understanding of our own. My values happen to be integrity, humility, people, conscientiousness, and quality. Judgment aside, my model doesn't make sense of how a company can succeed by giving its people heightened status to decide when the purpose does and doesn't work for them, to, then, the extent of deciding when to participate or engage, as Merriam-Webster states. What is the definition of work at that point? How do we determine the extent to which we are professionals versus hobbyists? Will business be about competing or simply existing for drive-through participants? How will markets adjust to businesses with intemperate workforce strategies? You know what? I'm fascinated to learn more. Open-mindedness to definitional change is the essence of the act of defining. I'm after clarity here. Does the prospect of work have a new norm? The advantages to the employee are clear. What about the disadvantages? For example, how will employees like this coworker find their next opportunities, sustain their careers, and dare to keep working when it is, seemingly at best, a secondary priority and at worst, an afterthought? If the working world moves more toward this model of employee freedom, then how will anyone succeed? What will success be defined as? Something new? Something less? Something somehow more? Is this not a capitalism versus socialism type of quandary? What then, I asked earlier, is a dedicated professional versus one who simply works? I hope to speak with that coworker more to learn his definition of work. What is yours? Thank you for listening to Danny Rare's blog, 